0: Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And your dream team is all in place. Dr. Debbie, head your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. It's Stacey Cohn putting together all the news you can use. In fact, uh, what are you working on, girlfriend?
2: You know, when you want to thank the police for doing something special for you, what kind of gift would you give them? I mean, think about it. Maybe some cookies you'd bring over, a cake. They love that, right? How about a pig? Well, <laughs> oh, there's a woman that Ooh. brought a pig to the police station. Whatever. Um, but I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio
1: News. Good for you, Stacey. Getting the news oh. that really matters. Yes, sir. Call a police officer or a pig and tell me what happens. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Hey, listen, on the show today, we're going to be talking to a lady who's put together a cookbook for your dog. Now, if you're like me, you like to feed your dog treats from the table. And I know that's like the worst thing that you could possibly do for so uh! many reasons. Yeah, look at Alan. <laughs> 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 He's having a heart attack. But uh, she actually is encouraging this. She's put together meals that you can cook that are good for humans and for dogs so that you could enjoy that experience of eating with your dog. Oh, what, Alan?
3: Well, first of all, I've decided that today is a very special day. It's Baby Talk Day on on the show. Oh, cool! And I will be doing. I will be talking in baby talk the entire time. Oh, that's right. from this point on. <laughs> I will beat uh, you. Hello, Joey Woey. We? How are you, Joey Woey <laughs> <laughs> Cuddly bear. <laughs> anyway why would you why would you want to feed your dog from the table i mean what what insane thing is that
1: well it's a bonding experience you know what i mean bonding is
3: you know what that's not a bonding experience that has nothing to do with bonding that's crazy talk that's what that is that's pure crazy talk
4: well people bond over meals that's where you bond you go out to restaurants the key
3: word is people people bond over meals.
5: Animals are people too.
3: Well, let me let me tell you this then, okay? If you're so if you're so intrigued, you want to bond with your puppy, your doggy, why not just get down, put your dish next to his, get on all fours and go to town.
4: Don't tempt us, Alan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we got a new trend starting here at animal radio uh, and that and baby talk also on the way do you, do you baby talk to your animals judy uh, yes you know my i
4: baby do she's my little puppy she's
1: my little puppy whoopie i gotta ask animal communicator joy turner Uh-oh. what what do these pets think when uh we're talking to them in baby talk
6: well, I'm prejudiced. you understand, so they're going to talk to me about, or at least the ones that talk to me will be the ones that enjoy it.
1: They don't mind that we're talking in baby talk, though.
4: It's not oh, demeaning? No,
6: a lot of them, it's very meaningful for a lot of them look at that and they say that it's a way that they understand we're demonstrating love for them. Although I will say I have spoken to some that have gone, what in the world are you
4: doing?
3: <laughs> Judy goes, it's not demeaning. No, it's only demeaning if you call your dog baby. Come here, baby.
4: Okay. Don't but, look at me like that.
1: We're already out of control. This is actually as good as it gets, folks, so you might want to lower your expectations. one 405 8405 That's toll-free right now to the Dream Team.
7: Vinnie Pen coming at you. Alright, so those of you who have been following the party animal segment all this time, know that I live in Connecticut. Getting a lot of snow this winter. But I gotta tell you something. Before Christmas, at one point I got very creative. I noticed some weird footprints in the snow in front of my house. And I grabbed my daughter and I lifted her up and I said, do you see those footprints over there? And she was, her eyes went wide and I said, I think it's a reindeer. And I was very proud of myself. I was quick and I, I'm i pointed. like, they're staking out the house. Santa sent a reindeer. Deer to stake out a house to bring all your gifts. Well, now here it is, long past Christmas, and these footprints. I really can't trace what the animal is, but the other day I saw them leading up and around behind the shed, and my daughter spotted them, and she said, "Is the reindeer coming back?" And I said, "No." And quite frankly, Daddy's a little worried. And she said, "Well, go behind the shed and see what it is." And I looked at these i gotta take a picture and, and maybe we can post it on the animal radio site and you you people can tell me what it is if you ask me i think it's a gigantic raccoon it's like a half raccoon half bear that's what i think and i will never go behind the shed I, if, if my daughter ran back hey, daddy i'm gonna go and find out i would just yell you're on your own let me know what it is vinnie fenn party animal animal radio Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your
1: hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. I'm Judy, screening your calls at 1 866 405 8405. Who do you want to talk to? Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian. She can answer all your vet questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, with your heart to train dog. Dog father Joey Volani and Joy Turner, all here at your beck and call. And uh, Stacy Cohn in the newsroom.
2: Well, you know what? They say that dog is man's best friend. And there's one Utah man that can really say that because his dog helped him win a million bucks by locking him out of his car. I'll tell you (laughs) all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) Okay. I had no clue there. You
1: actually have your dog pick the lotto numbers, don't you?
4: Yeah, uh, I put the, put the numbers down on the floor, and then I take it. Which, which point, one she yeah, poops on? Whichever one she goes to. Yeah. Did you ever? Do you ever get any winners? No.
3: Did you guys see that old lady in the news who got two hole in ones in the span of two weeks at the same yes. hole at the golf course? Really? No. Yeah, yeah, and that's her fifth hole in one. She's sixty nine
1: years old. Holy moly! What's her yeah, secret?
3: I don't know, but the same. I mean, think of the odds. The same
1: hole, two hole in ones in thirteen days. It's like the guy that won the lottery twice. In what, yeah. a couple of months? Yeah. a million dollars?
4: How do they do that?
1: Hey, if we can get a radio show, anything's possible. This is a radio show? I thought we were just hanging out. I know. Hey, Kathy, how you doing?
8: I'm real good. How about yourself?
1: Well, I'm hoping your animal's okay.
8: Well, she is and she isn't. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> i for a terrible answer.
9: Well, well, let's hear about it.
8: Okay, she's one year old and she is spayed. Her name is Destiny. And she started having problems when she would go in the litter pan to have a bowel movement. She would come shooting out and kind of drag her rear end on the floor a little bit. And we thought at first maybe she had a hair, because sometimes you know that it gets stuck and all that. But it, it would happen more than just once, so we took her to the vet. And the vet checked her out and said that her anal glands had fluid in them. So now she got the fluid out. And then um, I think she stuck her on an inflammatory for a little while. But it was like two weeks after that, Destiny would start doing this again. So now she has her on a steroid, which we're weaning her off of it. And she's also on a very bland diet because of finding out about allergies. Mm -hmm. Now, my vet... There could be something else that's causing her to have this problem because it's not always that the anal glands are that swollen or that filled up with fluid, but she couldn't think of it at the time. Now, you're going to say, why don't I just go back to the vet? The problem with that is she just had lost her daughter in a very tragic accident. So she's taking some time off, and I don't like to disturb her, of course, with that.
9: Okay, certainly. So, now I got to ask you Kathy, with your with your kitty, what was the st- status of the stool when she was having this problem? Was there diarrhea or constipation? Just normal. It was normal, but she was still coming running out of the the poop box. Yes okay all right because there's a lot of different things when we're talking about something that's causing that dramatic of a situation coming out of the box we're really going to look for anything that's causing pain and that could be constipation it could be diarrhea and it can be anal gland problems you know in cats it's pretty uncommon it can happen but especially in a youngster like that i i look for some of these other potential causes mm-hmm. and as we're as They're working on some of the diet management, and the poops are normal. I'm really happy to hear that her stools are good. But we're going to have some challenges as far as now. Right now, is she using the litter box? Are we having any issues with that?
8: No, we have problems now with that. She'll urinate in there, but she won't have her bowel movement in there. And I'm thinking she's afraid it's going to hurt if she goes in there.
9: Absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know
8: how to figure out how to help her with that part either.
9: Okay. Well, if the, if the stool situation is improving so that we're pooping comfortably, we're, we're certain that she's not in discomfort, we have to deal with this litter box aversion, which is a huge problem in cats. So if your kitty knows where the litter box is, uses it and stops using it all of a sudden, especially if they 're urinating and defecating outside of the box. We really have to look at the situation in the litter box now, for your kitty, we can really pair that with something painful and uncomfortable, and cats, when faced with that in the litter box, will refuse to go back to that I and do that. Uh, yeah, so we have to retrain her to the whole litter box experience, and that means we're going to we 're going to start fresh. So we're going to find a new location for that litter box. We're going to add more litter boxes. And we're going to change the whole structure in the environment. So depending on what type of litter substrate you've used before, we're going to ask you to experiment with that. So if you've used Scoopable, we'll maybe go to clay. If you had a lid on that litter box, get that lid off and set it aside. We'll go back to that later. But initially, we need to train her without anything that's going to um, cause any kind of uh, compromising of her, her emotional state, if you will. Okay. Um, and then we're going to also want to make sure that we change some kitties like easy entry into litter boxes. So I may even change the shape of the litter box. You don't have to buy those, those silly ones at the pet store. You can make your own even out of um, plastic storage container trays. And those are really nice, especially for older kitties that have troubles, um, with missing the box because it's, it can be a low edge. It's a pain to clean because they scoop <laughs> and they scratch things out. But for the cat, when we're trying to train them, to make it as easy as possible. It's one other technique you can try to really make that um, less uh, scary or less of an imposition for her to use that. So we've got to do all of that. And do not, like I said, do not put that litter box in the same location. Just the location alone can be a very big um, problem for many cats.
8: Yeah, because when she goes, it's always close to where the litter pan is. mm -hmm. So it's like she knows,
9: but it's
8: you know, she won't go in there.
9: Exactly. And it's kind of like, you know... Oh gosh, you know when you go camping, you know there are those porta potties, and you know you just don't <laughs> want to use them. Sometimes, you know, I don't know anybody who might do this and go off into the woods and, and go in the woods instead of using uh, the porta potty. But it does happen, and it's the same thing that our kitties are experiencing. They want to use it; they know it's the right place, but they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So um you, I think you've got the you know the right idea. We just have to get those things together to give her a new location, a new new whole sense of the litter box experience. And then gradually, when she starts using that, then we can try to work back to the location or the preferences you have. But we've got to set that pattern first.
8: So what do you think could be causing the pain when she goes if her anal glands aren't
9: always filled with fluid? Yeah, for me, I, I do a lot of the same approaches that your doctor has done where we change the diets. Um, I actually, as gross as it says, I like evidence. And I will actually ask my clients to bring the poop in because mm-hmm. I, want, I want to see that full movement. Sometimes there can be uh, changes in the shape or the size of a cat's stool, and that may give us some hints to some problems. If there's okay. any kind of looseness with that, mm-hmm. sometimes that may mean that, you know, maybe we really don't have a constipation issue. Maybe we have more of a parasite. Um, so those type of things we might want to deal with. Okay. It's kind of challenging. And I know you don't want to trouble your vet, and you don't want to to hit upon her in her time of trials. But your right. kitty has needs too, so I think that's yeah. a you know a valid thing. And most veterinarians have um, fill-ins or substitutes, folks that can kind of work in their absence. And uh-huh. uh, and I think that would be very important for your baby.
1: Okay. Good luck with that, Kathy. We thank, thank you for you. your call. Uh, keep us posted if you, if you need a follow up. We can do that for you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five.
10: Park overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please.
11: Animal Radio is brought to you by...
12: Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialties.
0: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
13: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
14: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
13: At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction opioids.
14: The prescription painkillers.
7: At turntohelpnow.com. You'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
14: That moment led me to turntohelpnow.com.
7: Make now your moment. Visit turntohelpnow.com today.
5: Mom, I'm the- dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword and our house was a castle. It was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh,
2: yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our
14: castle is safe.
0: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com.
1: radio celebrating our connection with our pets we'll go back to the phones in just a second at one 405 we'll talk to dr debbie with your vet medical questions dog trainer alan cable dog father joey Valani and animal communicator joy turner those numbers again one 405 8405 write that on your unc if you will and let's go to tyson hey tyson how are you doing
15: how are you i'm doing really well thanks What's going on? I have a question uh, after listening for the first time this morning, coming from Palm Springs into Los Angeles. Uh, aside from enjoying the show, I, I was wondering about a question I had about dogs and a rumor that has swirled about dogs really don't have any comprehension of, of time. When you're gone, 10 minutes, this seems like six months. I wanted to know, first of all, if that was true. And second of all, if it is true... Is there any way that you could uh, assist your dog if it's, you know, if it gets to be kind of bad, you know, they tear up the house or whatnot? But I'll tell you, it sure is pleasurable, man, when, they, you know, when your dog is so excited to see you day after day,
10: mm-hmm.
15: uh, multiple times a day, it, it's great. But I was just wondering if that's true or not and how we can help.
3: Well, Hal has no concept of time. We all know that. But uh, (laughs) there's been a lot of research done on dogs and time. And dogs do have a concept of time. It's not the same as humans' concept of time, because humans have artificial means to measure time, like hours and minutes and days. And humans also use episodes to travel through time with their memories. Uh, For instance, they'll remember things like a wedding day, and they'll remember the people that were there, and they'll remember how happy they were and what kind of weather there was and things like that. Or if something, excuse me, I'm going to cough. Hal hates that. Yeah. <coughs> but, but dogs definitely. Uh, a lot of research done, and dogs do have a concept of time, as far as how much has passed. And uh, they've done experiments where they'll leave a dog alone for uh, 30 minutes, and the owner comes home, and he's mildly excited to see you. And then, you know, four hours later, the dog is even more intensely excited to see you. So, they they do they do know how much time has passed, or for instance, how much food is in their bowl and how long it's been empty. But you know, their stomach growling will tell them that too. So, if if you're leaving a dog alone a lot, the best thing you can do for that dog is uh, it, it, does the dog have any anxiety? Does your dog have anxiety when you leave?
15: No, she's she's a two and a half year old uh, terrier pit bull, most, mostly terrier, and uh, oh. she's a little bundle of joy. But my mom opens up the blinds uh, by the window by the garage, and she'll go and she'll wait patiently. She doesn't have much anxiety, but uh some dogs do. And um, well, the best
3: the best thing you can do for a dog, any dog, is to especially a dog that's left alone all day if there's no anxiety, is to make sure you give that t- that dog. Like 40 minutes of your time to exercise and play. If you can do that, you know, you get home, don't do it right when you get home because then that'll be a trigger for excitement. You get home, just run of the mill, do what you do. About a half hour into it, you don't say anything. You take the dog out for a nice long brisk walk or play fetch with the dog or let the dog run around the yard and throw toys and chase the dog until the dog is exhausted. That is the single most important thing you can do for a dog. Dogs are like athletes. I People don't realize dogs are like trained Olympians. I mean, they're, they're born to run and, and, and play, and, and, and they've got to do that to be happy and to, and to tire themselves out and to get their energy out, and that's how they get their energy out. And so yeah, since like, they can't, they it's can't it's like, go to the twenty. Go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy.
15: Yeah, my bad. Um, I just wanted to get this in there. You know, like with cats, with felines, I understand the personalities are way different, but on the comprehension of time and you leaving... I mean, you know, we've had cats where they look at you when you come in the door, and they could—they look like they could almost care less if you came home or not, even though they—they they do love you. But you know what I mean? It's like the two. Well, <laughs> those... dogs
3: are dogs are pack animals, so that you know, when when a member of the you know in the dog world, if you were like living with dogs, if we were all dogs, uh, a dog never leaves the pack without permission. The 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 alpha dog, the leader, says, "Okay, you can go out and investigate, see if there's any food out there," but mostly they spend the, every minute together as a pack. So, it's very stressful for a dog when when a human leaves unless that human is a firm leader because then the dog knows, "Oh, I don't have to I don't have to worry about it. You know, he's coming back." So, you know, play with your dog. If your dog has anxiety, uh, try putting your dog in a small room. Leave a blanket with your scent on it. Leave some toys, stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, having uh, the run of the house for a dog can be stressful in itself, believe it or not. So <laughs> having a small confined space like a crate or a small room that's, you know, that's his will make him feel comfortable. That's why dogs are always under coffee tables and they're always under things because they love small enclosed spaces. So that's basically it. They they do researchers believe they do have a concept of how much time has passed.
15: Now, what about um, my father passed away in April, and um, I had gotten the dog, the puppy, um, to replace our our beloved lady, a golden lab, um, a retriever. I'm sorry, but the dog Haley, the new one, and my dad were like you know peanut butter and jelly, and you know, I mean they were just one together constantly. When my dad passed, does the dog? I mean, it, I don't know if she, if she actually knows. Does she know? Or
3: dogs know when things die if it happens right in front of them, and they actually get sad about it. But you know, with humans, they humans don't usually die right or pass away right in front of their dogs. So basically, you know, the the pack leader has left never to return. Now that's okay. That's okay because you're the new pack, and your dog will adjust fine. You know, and have. Uh, probably have memories of of the past, remember certain things, you know dogs certainly can remember what happened yesterday, some of it, yeah that's so amazing, I memory yeah, well, we don't know how far they remember back, but yeah, they do know when something goes like, a member of
15: like to recognize people like you know that they've only seen maybe once or twice, you know,
3: well, they do that on the basis of scent, their sense of smell good. is un is unbelievable it's 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 amazing. And you know everything, and everyone smells differently. So after a dog smells a person a couple of times, he, he can recognize that person years later by the scent.
15: Uh, well, thanks, Alan. I mean, uh, I love the show. I love the station. I'm going to continue to listen, and I really appreciate you guys taking my question. Well, thanks for calling. I love when you call. <laughs> right
1: on. Thanks. Take care of yourself, Tyson. We appreciate you, it. You too. Hey, bark, 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 bark. Okay, ask him hey, if I can.
3: Ask him ask him if I can come over his house and be fed off the table later.
16: <laughs> How upset do you get? Being the trainer you are and you go over let's just say a friend's house and they get unruly dogs and they just won't listen to your advice or they always have an excuse of why it doesn't work. I mean does that. Well, see, does that really Joseph, get you?
3: Joseph, that's the difference between me and you, my friend. See, I'm very Zen like. I don't try to push myself on the people. <laughs> like Hal's always going Hal's always going, I know this upset you, your dog sleeping in bed with people. I'm like, I don't care. You do whatever you want to do. If <laughs> (laughs) People, now if someone asks me, if someone says, hey, I have a problem, can you help me? And I try to help them and I figure out later on they're just wasting my time, they're not really, they're not really gonna listen to anything, then it's a little bit upsetting, but I never force advice on people, I never say anything, unless they start messing with my dog or they ask. You know, like I told you, See, the guy in the park, okay.
16: We're completely, you're right, we're completely different. I just had a situation yesterday. I had a situ- situation yesterday with a 10-month-old um, toy poodle. And about two weeks prior, a gentleman came in with this dog. And the dog was a little bit nasty, wanted a bite. And um, I looked at the dog, the dog was so knotted it had like dreads hanging off it. And they just wanted me to shave the dog's face, which I did for him. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, understand this, because um, he was talking about grooming, when this dog comes back in. I hope you understand he's going to have to be cut down real short because, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a mess. And, and he's like, no, I understand, I understand. Well, yesterday, just yesterday, the woman comes in and I didn't meet the woman before, but I recognized the dog right away. And immediately, um, I, you know, I forgot the dog tried to bite. Me. I go to pet the dog and go the dog wants to bite me. So I back up and the women, the woman wants to talk to me about the haircut. So I stop her and I said, um, I said, you know, let me, I want to hold you right there because we're already talking about a style. And it's a style I said that, I, that I'm not going to be able to do. Your dog is going to have to be short. And right away, she got very defensive. And what do you mean? You mean you're just going to shave my dog down? You don't want to work on him? And I said, no, you know, we went we went over this with your husband before when he was here, and I explained to him. So I'm just explaining to you before we get involved. And she just started going on and on. The bottom line is in within three minutes, I said, you know what? Take your dog, get out. Get
7: out. Get out, out. Yeah. Not
16: even my salon. <laughs> and I threw her out. Well, and,
3: um, you, know, you, were, the- you were dealing with the boss right there, Joe. The husband wasn't the boss. The husband's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you say to everybody because she's got him trained so well, he doesn't even know he can have an opinion. So then, then she comes in. She's the boss. She's like, we're doing it this way. And, and she's well, treats you like you know.
16: The point that I'm getting at is it 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 and and you're good because you don't get upset. But that you know that that would upset me. Where you, you you're trying to tell someone and you're trying to let make them understand, especially with training, because I could see that all the time. Because I'm the worst abuser. I mean, I listen to you, I look at you, and I hear everything. And That's you think I go home and I and I implement it? I don't.
3: Um, you, you, you know just, what? You put your you put your finger on the pulse of the whole thing, Joey. You said you're trying to make them understand. You can't make people understand anything. It's like people have to people have to ask the question before they get the answer. Because if they're not asking the question, they're not going to listen to the answer. So
16: that, that, that didn't make me feel any better, Hal. That answer didn't make me feel any better,
3: okay? I wanted more of a
16: solution than
3: that. Uh, the solution is a taser.
16: <laughs> there you go.
1: I love that idea.
3: Hal's being very suspiciously quiet. There's something wrong. He's. I think he's yeah, watching two cockroaches mate.
1: Okay, 1 405 8405. Hal Abrams with you. Everybody's wingman. Of course, we have Alan Cable, the Zen like Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner all here for your beck and call. At your beck and call? Just call, damn it. Hi, Talent Cable. Thanks
3: for stopping by. Today we're going to talk about something unpleasant to you and me. Very unpleasant, but totally natural to some dogs. I think you probably figured out dogs will eat just about anything, including their own you know. Whoa! <laughs> And as gross as that sounds, and looks, it's common. Sometimes it can be a sign of loneliness or being bored. Could be anxiety, or maybe your dog is copying other dogs. Sometimes it's because the dog learns that when there's number two around, he gets punished. So he's actually making it disappear so you won't be mad at him. Sometimes he's just cleaning up his living space. And yep, sometimes a dog enjoys it. It really doesn't present a problem except that we hate seeing it. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks like when their dog's giving that their kiss. And if you know your dog's doing that, it's going to click in your brain after it's already too late. <laughs> First thing you can do to try to stop it is to give your dog more attention and lots of exercise. And feed him more than once a day so he has something to look forward to. And also because it'll keep him from getting hungry throughout the day and tempted. Also pick up after him as quick as you can. Like we said before, he might be cleaning his living space, which is your job. The most important thing, though, is to first make sure there's nothing wrong by taking him to the bed. There could be something physical causing it, like worms or other parasites, because they rob your dog of essential nutrients. He might be eating whatever he can find to make up for it. Now, as always, the way to stop a dog from doing something like chasing cars or, you know, what it is we're talking about that we don't want to talk about, is to make a quick, firm correction and teach your dog the command, leave it or no bite. You know, it's almost like a shove in the shoulder. Hey, leave it. You can do it by tugging on a leash real quick, again saying, leave it or no bite or by a quick poke with your fingers in the neck while at the same time saying leave it or no bite something to change his attention to take it away from what he's doing as soon as he stops the behavior you don't want him to do you praise him maybe even give him a treat that's probably the most important thing always remember to praise your dog for desired behavior because you want to set your dog up for success hey thanks so much and as always get more tips at animalradio.com
12: this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets.
2: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Police in China may have been a little confused by a recent porky gift, but it turns out it was just a way for a local farmer to say thanks. Orange News reports Lynn Rong gave the police force in Nanning a giant pig from her farm. She explains that the cops helped her out about 15 years ago after her husband died and she was left to run the family farm on her own. Well, she says she's very wealthy now and the pig was the least she could do, even if it took a while. She admits that many of the officers have probably moved on by now, but she says the cops who are there now are just as deserving for the work that they do in the area. A police spokesman said they were very moved by the gift. You see, you can either bring cookies or a pig. I think the pig says so much more. One Texas teen, a 14 year old, is already learning how to earn the big bucks, according to the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Wyatt Blaylock took home about $21,000 for his steer at the sale of champions during uh, the Fort Worth stock show. Members of the stock show syndicate, which raises millions of dollars for the show, began a bidding war when Blaylock's steer went up for sale after they learned that his father had passed away from brain cancer. Well, syndicate member uh, Gary Ray says that Blaylock deserves this considering all he's been through. In addition to getting up before dawn to care for his cattle, Wyatt also helped take care of his dying father. While Blaylock was speechless after the final bid was cast, he later said he already had plans for the money. He plans on putting the money towards his future education at Texas A&M University. A Utah man has his dog to thank for leading him to a winning lottery ticket. Steve Hughes uh, stopped at a gas station in Boise, Idaho to fill up, but his dog Stella locked him out of his truck. Well, during his 45-minute wait to get back in his vehicle, Hughes decided to buy the lotto tickets that he had to get anyway for himself and the 33 other University of Utah employees that he's played with since 2001. Well, he was apparently destined to get stranded at that gas station because he ended up buying what turned out to be the million-dollar winner. Hughes and the rest of the group chartered a fun bus to make their way back to Idaho to pick up their winnings, which came to a little under 20000 bucks apiece when they split it 34 ways. A woman in Plover, Wisconsin is facing eviction because of 300 rats that are in her trailer. The Wausau Daily Herald reports that Darlene Flatoff has been keeping the extensive number of rodents in her trailer since last March. And apparently she just lets them run loose. There's nothing like having a bunch of rats run around. (laughs) Flatloff reported started uh, collecting domesticated rats from pet stores and then let them breed with wild rats. It's a great combo. It makes for the perfect rat. Eventually, the offspring took over her home. But uh, apparently, health officials discovered the problem last fall, and they say the home is not capable to dispose of sewage properly. There's evidence of rat feces all over that property. And uh, the problem is so bad, officials have no choice but to capture the rats and then demolish the house. Once she leaves the mobile home, it's going to take exterminators about four weeks to capture all those rats. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an
12: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise
4: your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com.
0: What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
7: At TurboTax, we know your
0: paycheck is more than a number. It's opening the shop before dawn.
12: It's going the extra mile for my patients.
16: And it's finishing
7: well into the night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has a personalized interview that helps you get those deductions specific to you, from a nurse's scrubs to a mechanic's tools, so you get back every penny you deserve. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com.
11: So you want to stop smoking? Well, here's a free offer for you. Take down this phone number, 1-800-426-6175. When you call, you will get to try the smoke-free, complete, all-natural stop-smoking program, absolutely risk-free. This program includes a 28-day supply of the smoke-free capsules, a stop-smoking manual, a DVD and CD support program, and a bottle of weight loss capsules. Again, you will get all this free, a $130 value, by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee. Call smoke-free at 1-800-426-6175. This is a limited-time offer, so call 1-800-426-6175 today.
12: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more.
1: It's Animal Radio. Jimi Hendrix, a big... Guppy lover. Not a lot of people know this. He had a lot of guppies. <laughs> he played like w- one. He would. Uh, he did play a, a left-handed guppy, and he would always talk baby talk to his guppies. Yes, it was baby talk day on the show today. Dr. Debbie. you're so cute.
9: <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm going to smack you in the face. <laughs> my
1: little cuddly crumb cake bear. Oh, my gosh. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 8405 We have Anna on the phones. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from?
17: Reading, Pennsylvania.
1: Reading. Oh, listening on WEEU.
17: Well, yes, I usually do in the morning, and uh, that's one of the programs when I get up early. I just sit down, relax, and listen to what your folks have to say and share.
1: Oh, good. That's good to hear. i learned a lot. A lot of people say they call in and they listen to the show because they can't change the channel. Uh, The knob's The radio's broken or, or they're... Yeah, uh, But uh, it's good to hear that you're listening. What's going on in your world?
17: Well, I uh, almost lost a dog to oh. products that um, the FDA was aware were not faulty, were uh, something that were making dogs sick, dogs were dying, and I knew nothing about it. had no idea, and it package is uh, Milo's Kitchen, and okay. it was a small chicken meatball treat, uh, and it says, product of the United States on the front, and that's mm-hmm. why I grabbed it. I truly thought it was a good product. Now, we've all, we
1: all know that China... As of late, has been uh, distributing chicken treats that are. What are they causing? What are the problems? Do they have salmonella, Doc? What are
9: you know? They, they really don't know, but but really since uh, 2007, they've been looking at this with the FDA. And yeah. um, jerky products um, have something in them, and particularly some of the ingredients are coming from China. Just and just like she's mentioning, it's not always a product that's produced primarily in China. They outsource the ingredients uh, from China, and actually in the last decade, um, China has become a majority of the producers for dog uh, pet foods and ingredients. So this is going to be something not maybe just with jerky trees, but we really need to be vigilant about watching with any pet right. products um, to see where they're sourced from.
1: So this package said that it was made in the USA, is that right. correct? Right,
9: and
17: it's not. Well, it it's is it's made
4: in the, in the
9: USA, United but
17: that's States, how they're
4: skirting around it.
17: They are, it. It certainly does. And everything I've read, I've been reading so much because my little guy, He's a four-year-old, normally very healthy poodle that I rescued, uh, and he had a rough start. His life was two years in a cage before I got him.
1: And what happened after getting the treats?
17: Terribly sick. I mean, vomiting uncontrollably, diarrhea, and uh, that went over a period of days. It didn't happen immediately. It happened over a period of about seven days, and I did not pick up on this being serious. I thought, oh, upset tummy. You know, I had the flu, so I figured he was sick. I'm not thinking uh, this was something serious, and I went to work. I'd given him two of the treats, went to work, came back after an eight-hour day, and had to rush a dog to a veterinarian's clinic because he was in very poor shape Mm. and ended up with uh, getting shots for the diarrhea, shots for the vomiting uh, fluids because he was severely dehydrated. His little Mm -hmm. body was just covered with his own vomit when I picked him up in the evening when I came home from work.
1: Did your vet know what was going on?
17: No. No. had no idea. And we were eliminating all kinds of things with x-rays and blood tests. And the urine came back with higher protein, which was an alarm button for her. And she explained why. I thought he had been poisoned. You know, he had been out in the yard in the morning. But I go out with him and... Yes, dogs pick up things that they shouldn't, but I didn't see him do anything like that. He's on a good dog food. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name of it, but it's a dry dog food. He's been on it for two years. No symptoms. Mm -hmm. But I added the treats. He got them for Christmas, and I start giving him these little, um, they call them meatballs, chicken meatballs. It's a moist product. It is packaged in a, a bag, and it has a chemical strip that you put in there so it doesn't spoil well, that was kind of an alarm for me, uh, but I still trusted something made in the United States according to the package.
9: Mm, yeah and you know i've seen actually uh, quite a few patients that have had um illness after eating these type of jerky things and and i think it's important you mentioned that you know you you were talking about a meatball type product so a lot of people think i'm feeding jerky i'm not feeding jerky i'm okay well you know we've seen this with not just chicken based jerkies but also ducks sweet potato and some of the treats that are just wrapped with um you know the jerkies and i've had pets where they have the digestive problems vomiting diarrhea dehydration like you mentioned but it will also go on to kidney failure as well. And, and that's where a lot of the deaths have been documented with uh, the jerky um, ingestion. So, you know, for me, I think the bottom line is everything is suspect when mm. your pet is yeah. ill. So for me, I have had um, clients that will come in and, and I used to say, um, you know, what's new that you're feeding your pet? And they'll say, eh, nothing's new. I've been doing this for years. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. So you need to kind of kind of spill it all out. So you're feeding yeah. this jerky product, this drug. Biscuit, this food, yes. this canned food, and and that for me has been a really big thing to really get to the history of some of these guys and to detect it maybe before we get you know horribly ill.
17: Well, there um, is a, so. a laundry list on the FDA site. I went up and, and read that, and still reading it. And the Milo's Kitchen products, chicken meatballs, are now showing up, and it is impacting dogs that are young and old alike and many
1: of them are not surviving well now how do we how do we pick our treats doc
9: yeah. Well, How do we? The best recommendation right now, and, and I, the problem is that the FDA can't say we're going to ban all imports from China unless they can detect what the problem is. And, and that's what's so frustrating. All the pet owners are saying, why don't you stop this? And they have to be able to say, we're stopping it because we've detected this in your products. Right. Um, but until then, my best recommendation is I do not feed jerky products to my dogs. Um, you feed a good quality dog food. Treats are the extra thing you give. So for me, I would just say, yeah, you don't have to feed it. Find an alternate treat product that you can give. You just, It's just not worth the risk at this point. It's, it's
17: not and uh, everything that I'm, I'm reading, FDA knew about this and New York City Department of Ag asked Milo's Kitchen to recall it and they did not. They just made the uh, recall January 9th of this year. Wow. So 300 dogs have died and people were aware and the trace element so far goes back to the type of antibiotic being used in the chickens that are raised in China.
1: Wow, okay.
10: Well,
9: that, that was actually a little different product um, recall that was related to antibiotic residue. So they still yes. haven't figured out for the deaths of all these animals. That's yes. still an undetected component for that. So unfortunately, there's lots of recalls out there.
17: <laughs> yes, there are. That's what I'm learning. Uh, and the more I read, the more I go, oh my gosh, I won't give them any treats.
1: That's probably a wise move right there. Now, of course, the big recalls that happened—what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Yes, all from China and melamine poisoning. Mm-hmm. So, it's—you uh, gotta watch out. If it says it's made in the USA, it doesn't necessarily mean that all the products that are in it are from the USA. We appreciate your call today, Anna, and uh, hopefully more listeners. We'll find out about this and uh, we'll save them. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call today. 1 405 8405. A little disheartening there. Yeah, yeah. Not
4: surprising. Yeah. I mean, you know, they shouldn't be able to say it's made in the U.S. if it contains ingredients from other places. That's They're not loud. right. They should have <laughs> to I do list with people
3: that. food all the time. You really have to protect yourself.
1: What kind of fish do you have in your fish tank? You have guppies, don't you, Judy?
4: Yes, aren't they pretty? I like them because they have those colorful little fan tails.
1: They they are pretty.
4: They are pretty. Pretty little guppies.
1: Do you know anything about their mating tendencies? I mean, they. I don't
16: watch.
4: I, probably, yeah, I don't cares sit about. there and watch my fish you know, like uh, that. I don't
16: cares about my my fish I'm, never I'm use um, contraceptives, so you know. Your,
3: your, your fish uh, never uh, use contraceptives.
16: Yeah. No, they don't. No, so. When I was a little
3: boy, he time. put two Twinkies together and sat there for hours <laughs> and was so disappointed.
1: <laughs> There's a reason I bring this up, of course, right? Oh, of course! What, I hope yeah. so. We'd yeah. bring ga- guppy mating up just uh just, just for the hell of it. Yeah. There's an article in today's paper that says guppies like ugly wingmen for mating. Now what? You know what a wingman is, right?
4: Yeah, isn't it like a you know the guy in the bar always has to have his buddy with him for to get up his nerve to go approach a girl? Isn't that what a wingman is? Got yes. his back or something?
1: Generally, and, and you always want to pick, like let's say you're going out to meet ladies, you always uh-huh. want to pick one of your uglier friends <gasps> to be your wingman. So
4: you look good? So
1: you look good. Oh, do you Listen. guys do that? Sure, we do, Alan. You've done that, right? No, no.
4: He's been the wingman. No. <laughs>
3: well, for, yeah, I've been, I've been the wingman. I'm never the, I'm never the asker outer. The female- I used to do
9: that in college. Did you? you always get, you, you get you more looks out? that way.
3: You <laughs> hung out with ugly guppies in college. That's so interesting.
9: Well, well like, you know, if you're the better looking one in the group, then it's kind of like you know, uh, you feel good, you know, or you go into a place where you know you expect you're not gonna really find a lot of really attractive looking folks. You, it makes your, your confidence go up so that you can go out and go somewhere else and then, you know, maybe uh, meet someone nice. Wait
1: a second.
3: Debbie, Debbie <laughs> always makes sounding doing things uh, that are mean sound scientific, you know? <laughs>
9: it, it, you go out with it, ugly people. It pumps you up.
2: makes you feel I, no, good.
9: No, no, I'm not saying ugly. and I, It's not intentional. But, you know, if you've got a friend who's really just hot looking ugly. and, like, all the guys in on her, it's not a lot of fun. And trust me, I've been there. So, um, you know, you sit there in a corner looking the other way. So, yeah, I would definitely okay, does, agree with that.
3: Does anybody in this room believe that Debbie was the ugly one? Does anybody believe that? <laughs> well, no, this,
1: this is making me scratch my head a little bit. And I'm thinking of my college days. I, I, was, uh, I was always asked out to go with friends to different bars. and was I the wingman?
4: Were you the wingman? i was yes. the ugly one? Yes. yes.
1: I'm a face for radio. Well, brand-new survey came out, not uh, survey, research. When it comes to mating, guppies treasure their ugly friends because they look so good by comparison. And male guppies prefer to associate with their drab-colored counterparts when females are around.
3: How much did that government study I cost?
1: know. <laughs> $600,000. Now, Here's the deal. Uh, they put an aquarium... With one female in one partition on one end, and Guppy Bachelorette number One had two attractive, brightly colored male placed on either side. Uh, number two was stuck with the uglier, drab-colored fish, and when the male guppy was put in the middle of the tank and given the choice of which female to settle up with, bachelorette number two was more pot- was a more popular pick with the male guppies. They they actually have done research. This is just isn't some statistics out of the blue. Or no, this, anything is like that. this is real. This
4: is real. We couldn't make this
1: stuff up. Where else are you going to learn that kind of stuff anyway
3: it's very interesting no, that's, that's, Yeah. you you just wonder who thought up to do that in the in the first place I mean you know how did that idea even happen
1: you know
16: that's information that we need to know why some um, <laughs> you know what <laughs> look at my face huh
3: <laughs> you guys notice that the nerds are always doing studies on you know sex and everything because they can't actually get a real woman <laughs> so they're watching guppies and chairs and whatever else they can figure out to watch
10: <laughs>
15: Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets.
5: Dogs or cats, horse or emu. Are people too. in china a toy black leopard caused a near riot the three-foot stuffed animal looked enough like a leopard to scare both dogs and pedestrians one witness described the scene saying people were running for their lives some of them running into traffic causing a traffic jam eventually police arrived with an armed anesthetist from a local zoo after observing the leopard for a while, one of the officers got the nerve to walk over and touch it and found out it was a toy. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Who let the dogs out? Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it.
3: Who let
1: the dogs out? Oh, I wish this wasn't radio. Can see all of us dancing in the studio here what a lovely crew
4: you can't stand still when that music goes
1: the uh, saga continues with joy turner and her across the street pitbull how is that going by the way <laughs> For those of you that don't know the saga, well, Joy Turner has a brand new neighbor, and it, it, he's not a real nice guy. He has a, a, what is it, a pit bull, Joy?
6: It is, yes.
1: And you're trying to make friends or at least befriend this pit bull, and you're having the hardest time.
6: This guy says, admittedly, he is a red zone pit bull.
3: Have you talked to the guy at all? Have you had a conversation?
6: Uh, well, shall I say, you open your mouth with this man, and you say, could we talk about your dog? And it's like, no, and walks away.
3: And he walks away. Yeah. He just walks because he doesn't know what to do. You know what? I think Joy kill him with kindness. You know, if that doesn't work, use the Joey Valani method while you're giving him cookies. But you know, break a leg, give him a cookie. That will work.
16: It's more fun.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Right before I came in, we walked by this little dog's place again. And Alan, I really did take your advice. Ignored him, tossing him treats over the fence. I have this little baby, four month old golden retriever, and she thinks all dogs are friendly, so of course she wants to go over the fence, so uh, you have to step on this person's property to get a treat, or at least the light enough treats I give him, through the fence. So right. the man saw me,
3: Uh-oh. and he
6: screamed Uh-oh. at me for stepping on his property
3: oh. and stop
6: giving his dog those <laughs> treats. Oh, can I say oh. that on the air?
3: Uh-oh. Wow.
6: So what do I do now?
3: Well, you could shoot him with a water gun. That'll, that'll, that'll distract him for a second. The dog or the owner? (laughs) Both. Get a fire hose. There's nothing you can do. But here's, here's the thing. The street has northeast, west, and you can just go the other way. Don't even walk by the house. Because actually his dog shouldn't be out there because it enhances the dog's territorial anxiety, his, his aggression, his territorial aggression. So, uh-huh. you know, the more people go by that, that fence and, and talk to that dog or, or or respond to that dog, the more agitated he's going to get. So if you can't walk by every day and ignore him and just throw a treat and walk away, uh, you should just walk the other way. Just don't even go by that house.
6: Well, you know, I have could do that, except I live on a loop. So if I walk out whichever direction I walk out, it brings me back around past that house to get back to my house.
3: You mean you're trapped? You can't go to the store? What how do you eat? I mean
6: Oh well I, where, I have to you... go I can't get back to my house. <laughs> if I go the other way from his yeah. house, yeah. I, and to come back around to my house I either have to keep going around and go past his house or I have to take a street that leaves the loop and I don't ever get home on that street.
3: Oh, well, that's, I, know, can't, I, I can't, around sure, come back
6: the well, just, way I can't
3: just, just walk by the house and pay no attention to that dog. Just walk by, pay no attention, and, you know, there's nothing you can do. I mean, really. There's nothing you can do. If you have an unreasonable dog owner, there is nothing you can do. Now, if he wanted to learn and work with you and change his dog's behavior, That'd be great, but he sounds like a nut, and you know that's why his dog's nuts. You can always gauge a dog by their owner. If a dog's a lunatic, it usually means his owner is really a lunatic, and that's how they get that way. His dogs yeah, aren't his born that his owner is quite
6: way. antisocial.
3: Yeah, see
16: so- how. This is where the Zen doesn't work, okay? The Zen don't work here. This is where the Joey Vellani method works, okay? And you go there, and you and you and you talk to the guy very nicely, you know, smack him a couple of times, and explain it to him, and then we move forward. The Zen thing don't work. I ain't walking past my walking around the block to get to my house because I I got a nut that doesn't want to, you know, take care of his dog. We we have a problem.
3: They develop these behaviors because of people. You know, now there are dogs that have more aggressive personalities than others. They're born with that. But that's when it takes a strong leader, a very strong leader, you know, to basically be that dog, be in charge of that dog, to teach that dog that, you know, hey, that behavior's not cool. You can't act like that. And that can be done. I mean, my dog barks. My dog's 120 pounds. He's a very powerful personality. And he barks at people when they walk by, you know, and, and, and he acts all tough. And if I open the window and go, Rudy, quiet. That's it. He's done. You know, he's learned who's in charge, and that you know he doesn't have to do that when I'm around. The part that
16: bothers me about that is, is that's really what what gives these breeds such a bad name. Um, you Absolutely. know, because when when that dog does get loose and does um... you know go after Very somebody and, and gives gives him you know it, well exactly exactly it's it's a loaded gun. It's it's no different than um... you know people. Not everyone can be pet owners. That's the problem.
3: That's right, and he's got this dog, I guarantee you, locked away from people. The dog never gets to be pet, never gets to be around other dogs or other people, so that just intensifies the aggression, and that's what this guy, he likes it. He must like the dog being like That's very sad, too. But you're right, Joe. It gives the breed a bad name
16: so I, I got a I got another question for you then if you wanted to introduce that dog to another dog i mean i've seen I've seen Caesar do this on television. I don't know if this is the only method where he puts them in with with a a pack that's been a pack for a while and then introduces that dog into that pack just so to keep i guess to keep the um the peace i mean is is that the only way
3: you know what First of all, you got to work on yourself. The human has to work on the hum The human has to be educated. When you have a dangerous dog like that, you just can't go introduce that dog to other dogs if that's never happened before because all heck is going to break loose. You have that's to first teach the dog. Yeah, you have to. It has to be a step by step process, very slow process, very incremental process to where you slowly, inch by inch. It's like getting into a hot tub, you know, that's 104 degrees. First, you put your toe in, and, you know, a, a, an hour later, you're in the hot tub. And it's the same thing with a dog that's not socialized. You just can't introduce them into a situation where there's all these other dogs. They're going to go bananas, especially a dominant dog. Now, you know, what Caesar does with a dog that isn't so tough maybe that would be okay but with a pit bull uh who's a tough dog alpha dog you know there's going to be a dog fight and they fight to the death i mean that's how they are so you want to prevent that and it's your responsibility to make sure that does not happen
1: Portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. It is natural goodness for your dogs, made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally, there's no added hormones or antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Check out StellaandChewy's.com. And I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the Dog Father. You know what? I've been noticing, um,
16: in the salon, a lot of dogs coming in with, um, hot spots. Mm. The reason for it is, you know, the, um, holidays, well, they ended a little while ago, but everyone's still re- recovering I, I believe, from, you know, the expenses from the holidays, and they put their pets a little bit on the back burner. That's why for most grooming salons, January and February are slow months. What happens is, is now that the dogs are on back burners, um, a little bit, when they come in, they come in a little bit more knotted and tangled. Mm what happens um, when you get a lot of knots and tangles and they start pulling on the skin. And what they can do is they'll develop what's called a hot spot. Now, a hot spot is nothing more than an irritation um, to the skin, otherwise known as a moist dermatitis. And the reason why this happens is this. The knots and tangles will pull out the skin and they'll stretch the skin. So the skin automatically tries to fight back and it'll secrete liquids. But what ends up happening is, is because that gets trapped under the knots and tangles, it changes the pH a little bit, which will then will cause irritation to the skin. When this happens, what you'll notice first is you'll notice a red patch and you'll notice the, the hair around the area, the mat um, itself may completely fall off the dog. Now, at this point, Point in time is when you need to treat it, okay? Before it gets bad, before it starts to smell, because it will smell. It can actually get to the point so bad that flies will actually come onto it and lay their eggs, and 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 they'll Gosh. get maggots. Believe it or not, in extreme cases, dogs have been euthanized because of this. Okay, so it's if you catch it real early, it's um it's pretty pretty easy to treat and. Do you know what the first signs are? What? Dog licking in spots where they normally wouldn't. Scratching in areas where they normally wouldn't. And then just look at the coat. And if you start to see that, you know, a, a red spot. And it's going to develop quickly. It's going to get bigger and bigger real quick. So this is what you're going to do. What you first want to do is you want to trim the hair, if it's already not, um, hasn't already fallen out, from the area. And you're going to trim it to the point where you're not getting too close to the skin because I don't want to irritate, and also you don't want the hair going back into the wound itself. And it shouldn't be a wound yet; it's just a, 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 an area of redness. Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is clean that area and make sure that there's no hair there. And there's three good remedies that I that I've used in the past. Number one, that's real easy; it's just apple cider vinegar and water. Apple um, cider 50, fifty apple cider apple cider vinegar and water. Wow! And because what the apple cider vinegar does, it's um, the acidic in the vinegar itself it'll help um change the ph on the skin okay, okay so okay, you're, back to you're, you're we're, saying
1: apple cider vinegar not apple cider apple cider vinegar, vinegar not okay. apple cider <laughs> okay. that you
16: you know squeeze from an apple <laughs> apple cider vinegar and water 50 50 you could put it in a spray bottle Or you can actually put it on a a um sponge, and um you want to do that three times a day. You'll notice that you you should have some uh, relief immediately. The other thing is if you're starting if you're in an area where there's a lot of flies, okay, because the apple cider vinegar is not going to keep the flies away. So if you're in you know the 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 the, um south um east part of the United States where there's a lot of black flies that you know are going to gravitate to it, the other thing you could do is fifty percent um water. Listerine, and then a small amount, just a squirt of mineral oil. Baby oil is fine. Try to get the unscented. Now, basically what this is going to do, the Listerine is going to help dry out the area and keep the flies away. Okay, the water just dilutes it down so it's not real strong. And the mineral oil holds it there because if you just put it on, what's going to happen? It's just going to run off the dog or it's going to dry up real quick. And then, um, you know, within a half hour or so, the problem's just going to continue. So if you do that and the same thing, Three, to th- three times a day, it should go away. Usually in about a week's time. The other one is Golbon powder. Okay? Really? Is long... Yeah, Golbon is great. But it's not going to keep the flies away. But you know what? It's the easiest one because... If the dog sometimes your dog isn't going to let you even go near it you know trim the hair um, away to get to it so the gold bond is an easy way just to get it on the coat um, what it'll do it'll it'll trickle its way down and it'll definitely help it now if you have an open wound a lot of pus coming out a lot of redness you got to go to your veterinarian because they have to then um, apply antibiotics Ooh. Celebrating our connection with our pets.
0: This is Animal Radio.
1: Hey, I'm Hal Abrams. The numbers are toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. Judy Francis is screening your calls. To Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll talk to the author of the Dog Gone Good cookbook. And uh, what is she? She's... uh, Putting together recipes for humans and for animals, is that the deal?
4: I think so. I think these are meals you can enjoy together. We'll have to ask her.
1: Okay, that's all in the way right here. Stacy? I wonder how tasty they are. One of the recipes I was actually looking at for tonight uh,
2: spaghetti and meatballs?
1: chicken tenders with coconut and
2: sesame seeds well, wow
1: all very good uh, that's all in the way right here on animal radio stacy
2: well everybody seems to look at their pets as family members but you know what they're not treating them like good family members if your kid was sick you'd take it to the doctor right people are not taking their pets to the vet hmm. Hmm. could be the cost of vet bills but um it's a it's a problem because uh, dogs and cats are not getting vaccinated properly i'll tell you about it coming up on animal radio news Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405
1: Hi, Susan. Welcome to the show.
14: Hi. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Where are you calling from today?
14: Uh, Monrovia, California.
1: Listen, I understand you have something going on with your animal. Dog, cat, parrot. Perico- I don't know. What What kind of bird do you have?
14: Oh, <laughs> dog. Okay. I have a dog.
1: Okay. What's going on <laughs> with your dog?
14: Okay. Well, she's a, um, a nine-year-old, um, about 80-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback mix. Wow. And she had eaten about twenty green bell tomatoes, and Ooh. resulting in seizures.
9: Oh, my. Tomatoes can um, cause seizures? I did not know that. Yes, now, so um, wheres she at now? Is she in a, a veterinary clinic? No,
14: it happened end of July. We noticed her first seizure. and so and then we noticed another one. We ended up taking her to the emergency um, clinic at night and Mm -hmm. uh, they said it was probably that from solanine, which is in the green tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brought her back home, went to see the doctor. She's on phenobarbital right now, and then it wasn't quite controlling all of them, so she was placed on Valium.
9: Okay. Yeah, now I'd have to say, without having re-ingestions, I'll back up here. Solanine and and the the concern with... uh, green tomatoes um raw potatoes even and all the greens that are involved with the tomato plant and the potato plant contain toxins that can cause all sorts of things um sometimes it'll cause vomiting diarrhea sometimes it'll be a matter of causing really severe depression heart arrhythmias some cases it'll cause kidney failure or seizures so it has different effects um it it, it would be a bit unusual to have a sustained ongoing Seizure problem as a result of this toxicity back in July. Um, if she were re-ingesting and having the opportunity to get into more, um, I might be able to make a case that that's in some way related to things at this point. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, I would say it would be unlikely that that's still going on from there. Um, are, are the, um, is the phenobarbital seeming to control things or you're just touching it up with the Valium to help out?
14: Yeah. the... Just like you said, the Valium to help out. They're not okay. grand mal seizures; um, they're kind of um, milder ones. Uh, she gets okay. weak and uh, drooling. Okay.
9: And, and is she having a possible reexposure? Is she getting into these things again?
14: Oh no, not at all. We've uh, definitely closed off that area. I, I didn't even know about this problem with green tomatoes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I had given her some because I thought she liked them. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I feel terrible <laughs> about that. But, you know, I I read somewhere that they're fat-soluble, this toxin, not water-soluble. So that's why I thought, oh, it's going to take longer for it to get out of the body.
9: Yeah, and I have never heard of um, a pet having this delayed of a, a seizure-type response with that. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I can't say that that's very likely. Now, there are some other good anticonvulsants we can add in. and The, the tough thing with Valium is it's just so short-term. It doesn't really give us preventative uh, seizure protection. So if phenobarbital isn't doing it well enough, a lot of times there's other ones like uh, potassium bromide that we can add in as a secondary anti-seizure medicine to help get better control. Um, and that might be something to, to look at for your kid um, to see if that kind of helps control it. Because even if a seizure is... In a grand mal seizure, where they're falling over and drooling and losing control of their bodily functions, it's still not good. So we would want to try our best to try to help um, control that a bit more thoroughly. Um, So I I might see about looking into that, and uh, you know, and definitely, you know, like I said, uh, making sure there's nothing else that she's getting into as far as any other toxins or any problems with that.
14: Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, she's one of those dogs that you know eats eats everything. (laughs)
1: One of those dogs, most dogs.
9: Well, you know, Ridgebacks are. They're they're very inquisitive. And and I'll tell you, with my Labradors, anything goes when it comes to them. If it has the the inkling of an odor of food that's been sitting next to it, um, that product is going to be eaten. So, yeah. Well, my best wishes to you, Susan. And I I hope you get some control of those seizures. But uh, polypharmacy is what we call when we add in these secondary um, seizure medications. So um, I, I would definitely advocate that.
1: Thanks for your call, Susan. Now, this is for only green tomatoes, because I know taco night is the big night for Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She loves to eat the tomatoes, <laughs> and we, we free feed her tomatoes. Is that okay? On, is that okay? Yes,
9: and that's the thing. With the with this type of toxicity, green tomatoes, unripe tomatoes, contain the toxins. As the tomato ripens, it, it decreases, so um, the fully ripe red you know, tomatoes are perfectly fine. That's not any concern. However, the plants could be still a problem for um, mm. a dog if they got into that and chewed on that.
1: And what about potatoes?
9: Potatoes can actually do the same thing. So the potato plants and um, raw potatoes. So if a dog ate enough raw potatoes, we could run into that. And it has to do with the eyes and the little growth that come, you know, off the, the potatoes.
1: Okay. Very good. Good to know. I shouldn't be free feeding my dog any of this stuff anyway, right? But she just has those puppy. I know what they mean by puppy eyes. You know, she looks up at I me, mean, Dad, a little bit of taco, please. The phones are open at 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to your Animal Radio Dream team. On the other end of those phones, Animal Communicator Joey Turner, Dog Father Joey Villani, Dog Trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie, who has guinea pig written all over her face today. What's up, girlfriend?
9: (laughs) You know, we've had a a really fun case and very interesting. And, And this is so common that I think it's very important that our listeners tune into this. Okay. So, female guinea pigs um, develop problems with their reproductive tract and we have a gal here who has lost a lot of hair on her body on both her right and her left sides of her body Um, she's in good shape otherwise um, but her belly's kind of big and bloated Um, and what she actually has is cystic ovaries
1: Cystic ovary. What is that?
9: Cystic ovary. So her ovaries, the reproductive organs um, in the female, um, have uh, expanded in size. And they're actually very fluid-filled. And they release hormones like testosterone that cause the hair loss. Um, wow. Eventually, they, it can create them to become quite ill. Um, and actually, 75% of older female guinea pigs actually have this condition. Well, how do you so get it? It? Is, it just happens. Most guinea pigs aren't spayed. So because those ovaries are in there, they keep growing, and with time, they become bigger and bigger. And actually, this gal, we just spayed her yesterday and removed her ovaries, which were the size of almost golf balls. Wow. So um, very uh, significant type of disease that these guys get, but we can treat it. So um, it's one argument why you might spay your guinea pig.
1: Yeah, better than treating it, prevent
9: it. Wow, absolutely, a- and and hopefully this gal does good. Um, some female pigs get really quite sick from it, so we're we're hoping she she's on the mend soon here. How old is she, and how long do they normally live? Uh, most guinea pigs about five to six years is their life expectancy, and I believe she's right around that zone, about five years of age.
1: Hey well all our prayers for her. If you have a question about your guinea pig, your flamingo, your uh your artichoke. Oh that's not an animal, that's a vegetable, isn't it? i yeah. sorry. Your cat or your dog. 866 405 8405.
13: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
14: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
13: At that moment, I finally decided to get help for
7: my addiction to opioids.
14: The prescription painkillers.
7: At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
14: That moment led me to to TurnToHelpNow.com.
7: Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today.
5: Mom, I had the best dream. (laughs) Well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe.
0: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com some nights I can't get to sleep some nights I can't stay asleep with Unisom
1: I can do both Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime giving you the sleep you need so
7: I wake up ready to go Unisom sleep tabs fall asleep faster, sleep longer Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band And forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio Keep loving those pets
1: It's Animal Radio Hey Christina, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you? Good, where are you calling from today?
10: Alta
1: California. Alta Is that northern or southern?
10: Um, we're actually in southern California.
1: So in the, the L.A. area, I take it. Exactly. There's so many little suburbs around there. I have Alan Cable right here. What's up with your dog?
10: Okay, so my dog recently, um, he came to us when he was about eight months old. We've had him about a year and a half, but the last six months, I don't know what's going on with him. He follows me everywhere. He only does it to me. He doesn't do it to any other member of the family. If I get up to leave the room, if I get up in the middle of the night, he is right on my hip, everywhere.
3: And what about when you leave the house?
10: Honestly, I I don't know. He's an inside-outside dog. He goes outside. He's very comfortable. Um, We have four kids. When they come home, you know they'll let him in. They play ball with him
3: outside everything's normal. When you, when you, when you all, excuse me, I'm sorry. When you all, when you all leave the house, how does he behave?
10: He goes outside, he lays down on the patio. Um, he's very calm. He's a very calm dog.
3: And you say it started six months ago. When you are walking around and he's following you, what are you doing? What do you say? What do you do?
10: Usually, um, you know, if he first comes in, he seems like he's excited. We tell him, you know, lay down, settle. And he, he'll lay down. Um, if I come home from work, I'm in the kitchen making dinner, he really wants to be in the kitchen, but I don't like him in there when I'm making food, so he has right. to stay in the living room, but he can see me. If I go right. upstairs for something, he will follow me. If I'm, okay. you know, doing laundry, he follows me. My and, other brother do home, doesn't do it to them.
3: Do, do you let him follow you upstairs? Do you let him follow you around?
10: Um, I tried working with him, especially only because... I was, I'm getting up in the middle of the night to check on my youngest daughter and literally um at the top of the stairs i went downstairs to get something for her and i almost tripped over him so it really became yeah. like, like a safety issue all right I where's his where's down. his
3: where's his normal spot does he have a spot you know a spot that's just his in your house
10: <laughs> there's two spots that he really likes one okay. of them is right beside the bed my side okay and that is where he loves to be. Um, okay. the other part is downstairs in the family room. A lot of the kids hang out there, so you know, it's late and he'll lay down there. It's nice and cool for and, summer. Time. And, and
3: your and what is your husband like when he comes home? Is he in charge of the dog? Who's the boss? Are you the boss? I'm the boss. All Everybody's right. just all so, my dog. Alright, so let's talk about that, okay? You need to be a more powerful, assertive boss. Right now the um. dog is ch- yes the dog is challenging you and he's trying to be the boss okay so what you're gonna do is he doesn't have separation anxiety because if you leave the house and he's fine and he's fine when you guys are not around Oh yeah uh, he he's got no anxiety so that's good because anxiety is complicated and and it's hard to deal with so since he doesn't have that he's just basically challenging you by following you around so what you're going to do is you're going to create a spot for him maybe you've already got two spots like you said those are gonna be a spots those are the places you're gonna ask him to go maybe even in another room but the first thing you're gonna do is don't let him sleep in your room with you that's your space that's your spot that is not his that's yours there has to be a place that's just yours that he's not allowed in it's off limits and those subtle cues teach dogs that you're in charge like who enters the house first if the dog is allowed to run in the house in front of you then he's in charge if a dog is allowed to go all over the house he's in charge if a dog is allowed to lay on your spot on the couch he's in charge a lot of people will sit down on the couch where the dog isn't instead of making the dog move and all these little subtle clues and hints that you give a dog tell him hey i'm the boss here so you're letting him follow you all over the house you're letting him get in your way you're letting him stand in front uh-huh. of you you know if a dog is in your way you don't walk around him you walk right through him you know you Got go it. move you walk He's right through him. when we let
10: him in our littlest one he will completely give to her because she's she's a toddler and i think it was well understood you know when we walk the stroller goes first He has to sit before he comes in, but you're absolutely right. I step over him and kind of go around him and maybe
3: kind of baby him. You don't want to baby him. You want to be the boss of, he's a dog, okay? He's not a person. And and a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm leaving the house now. Oh, good doggy. I'll be home soon. That is the exact opposite of what you should do. When a dog's doing something you don't like, you don't talk to him. You don't, you don't give him any attention at all. If he's in your way, you just walk right through him. You take the space. The space belongs to you. That's right. You don't let him sleep in your room near your bed because that's your space. My dog, you know, my dog lives in my kitchen. He's a big dog. I've got five acres. He lives in the backyard. But when he's in the house, he's in the kitchen. And he's got a rug in the kitchen that's his spot. And when he's on that spot, good things happen. When he's off the spot, nothing happens. I mean, it's okay for I him like to that. leave the spot. He can go lay under the table. He can go lay by the, by the computer. But when he goes to his spot, He gets attention. I'm like, good boy. And then he lays down. He's all mellow and calm. And then I'll go by and give him a pet or I'll give him a treat. But that's where good things happen. And he has learned that that's his spot and that's where he belongs. And that if he's there, something nice happens. And if that that he isn't, nothing good happens. And he's not allowed anywhere else in the house. It all belongs to me. It's mine. It belongs to everybody but him. So he's happy because he knows what the rules are.
10: Now, do you recommend, he has a dog house and he has a dog bed that's outside, and he likes to lay on the slate. Do you recommend bringing something in, like his own, like making that area understood, like, you know what, the family, now, now yours. I claim my bedroom back. You're only allowed in that area. You recommend bringing some items into the house so he knows well that you it. Be
3: care- you've got to be careful because you 've given him free run of the house now you 've got to be careful and go slow. always go slow when you 're teaching a dog where his spot is. You decide where the spot 's going to be, and remember they love to be around you you know so it 's good if they have a yeah. spot that is around you if he doesn 't like my like I said, he lives in the kitchen and you know that 's where all the eating is going on that 's where people yeah, gather Right. But he's taught, my dog is taught, this is where you stay, especially when, he's taught when we eat to go to the opposite end of the room to his spot and immediately lie down. I don't even have to tell him to do that. He does it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go slow now, pick a spot, whatever spot that is, and teach him that's his spot, and tell him, okay. and actually use that word, go to your spot, go to your rug, whatever it is you want, when he goes there and he's calm, he's not doing anything, he stops staring at you, that's when you give him affection.
10: Ah. And the more you he like gets him. underfoot, you know, he's a big dog too. He's an English Mastiff, so he's literally his head's right at your hip, you know, right there by your hand. So push him out of the way. like pushing him away a little bit. Like, come on, okay, what do you need? Attention? You know, thinking exactly. No, don't, don't, don't even think. don't No, thing. no,
3: don't even, don't even think that stuff. Don't think that stuff. Just walk through him and shoo him away with a hand motion, and tell him to go to his spot. Give him no attention. In other words, you you know what? You ignore him when he's in your way. You just walk through him and take the space. You only give him attention when he's doing what you want. You never give him attention when he's not doing what you want. He'll figure out real quick how to get attention. Dogs do a lot of bad things to get attention because any attention to a dog is good attention. You know, they don't care. As long as they're getting a reaction out of you, it's
1: wonderful.
10: I've been creating my own monster.
1: Yes, you have.
10: Yes, you have. Yes. Wow. Okay. We have some work to do. Good luck on that, Christina.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. I'm sorry, big guy. I didn't mean to cut you off there.
3: Oh, I, was, I, I, don't, I don't even know what I was going to say to her, but it's just so funny how people feed right into it, and that's what she's doing. She's feeding right into him. He's getting, he's getting her to do
1: whatever he wants. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Frolicat Bundle, which includes the Frolicat Bolt. I've told you about it. It's an interactive laser toy that provides hours of fun for you and your feline friends. I have hours of fun with my, my boog. I'll play with it. Sometimes he just says, well, let's put it down for a while. I want to take a nap and I'll still <laughs> want to play. Uh, the Frolicat Twitch with, which automatically bounces and switches an enticing teaser toy. I actually thought I had the Frolicat Twitch once, but <laughs> play in a Biotic medical right away. And the well, Frolicat I'm... Dart. It's an automatic rotating laser light that provides hours of fun. Get them all at Frolicat.com. That's F-R-O-L i c a t dot com and uh, let's go ahead and give one frolic head bundle away right now at 1-866-405-8405 you're gonna have to peel it out of my hands
4: and you can have that one Hal. we'll send them a brand new one Oh, oh you're too you good to with. us dogs or
1: cats
5: horse or emu and are people too. A Utah couple is suing SeaWorld for turning their home into an Animal House. It all started when Gil and Laura Lynn Workman leased their home to representatives from SeaWorld during the 2002 Winter Olympics held in Salt Lake City. They seek $100,000 in damages, alleging that the animal visitors, including penguins, a lemur, a mountain lion, and a pair of pythons, were allowed to roam free in their home, leaving what animals leave all over. They also accuse the handlers of letting one of the pythons hang out in the master bedroom's jetted tub to help the snake shed his skin. Sounds like this mess is going to be a bigger mess in court. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are family, family. <laughs> to
7: Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
5: Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some Twisted Tea I see in the back of the car? Come on,
15: Twisted Tea? Yeah, I
5: can see why. <laughs> twisted Tea, real tea taste with a cake. I don't
15: know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh,
5: come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the real tea taste of Twisted Tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out. Uh,
15: hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or,
9: or several.
5: <laughs> twisted Tea, real tea taste with a cake.
9: Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Drink response. This
4: is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella & Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella & Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beefalicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y.
11: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone even if you have pre-existing conditions protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562 that's 1-800-838-5562 call 1-800-838-5562
15: hey this is Caesar milan when i'm not doing the dog whisper i'm listening to animal radio stay balanced
12: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again.
2: I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, this is a story that, i you know, it's kind of a parent's worst nightmare that somebody would come in and take your kid and then bite their finger off. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think of that biting your finger off part, would you? Coming and taking your kid would be bad, but what if it's a fox? It's happening in London. A four-week-old baby in London, England, is recovering in a hospital after a fox dragged him from his cradle and then bit his finger off. The baby was taken to a hospital after the attack, which left him with a hand injury. Britain's Daily Mail newspaper reports the child was asleep when his mother heard a scream... Then a heavy thud, and the baby was dragged to the floor. Reports say one of the boy's fingers was bitten off and had to be reattached by surgeons. In response to the startling attack, London's Mayor Boris Johnson said more must be done to tackle the problem of urban foxes. At nighttime, it's not unusual to see the animals in the city scavenging for food. Bunnies are a problem in Denver at the airport. Bunnies are attacking cars at Denver International Airport. Wildlife officials say the rabbits like to chew on the insulator portion of ignition cables and damage uh, can sometimes run into thousands of dollars. New fencings being installed and raptor perches will be built for hawks and eagles. Meanwhile, local mechanics say coyote urine will repel rabbits when it's used as a coating on car wires. So they should have just used coyote urine on that baby maybe. That would help. I'm not making fun of it. More Americans think of their pets as members of the family, but that doesn't mean that the animals are getting better care. Two-thirds of dog owners surveyed for the American Veterinary Medical uh, Association's latest U.S. pet ownership and demographic source books say they consider their pooch part of the family. That's up about 13% since the last poll in 2006. However, though, the number of those with dogs who haven't taken their pup to the vet even once that's risen by 8%, and while 81% say they've made at least one visit, um, that figure's down 2%. Cats, they even get less consideration in care. 56% of the cat owners say their feline is family, which is a 7% increase from 2006, but only 55% have taken their cat to the vet at least once which is a decline of 13.5%. Well, you know why? Because it costs like $6,000 every time you go. In addition, the number of cat families that haven't ever visited a vet is up 24% from 2006. I really do think they need to do some kind of insurance care, health care for animals. That's next. It is expensive to take your animals to the vet. I, every time I go with my dog, it's at least 150 bucks. But um that's just me. Okay. Uh, Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com without the rants. This has been an Animal Radio
12: News Update brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at scoopfree.com.
1: Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away,
0: but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number 1 rated automatic litter box at scoopfree.com. Fido Friendly is the
1: travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is a referral
11: service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce it's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, And this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
7: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
1: radio hey listen on the phone we have a gail pruitt and she's written the book dog gone good cookbook now i mentioned before that i love to uh, i think it's a bonding experience to eat with my dog and oh my uh, give him treats from the table alan not oh so much you, yeah i know you don't like it
9: you know i don't cook so you know i'm in, out of luck i'll be eating kibble here yeah. <laughs> if i have to cook so.
1: well she has put together a cookbook that includes food for both you and your dog yeah you've seen plenty of Cookbooks out there for just the dog, but this is for you and your dog, so you can share you can
13: eat the same
4: thing. the
1: same meal we welcome her to the show gail how you doing
13: I'm doing fine. How is everybody
1: I know mean, I'm catching a lot of slack here for admitting that I feed my dog scraps from the table well you don't that give I like to just bond with them
4: scraps you give, them the I, good give them cuts. Good yeah, I give the
1: them good stuff, I give them good cuts, part. but apparently it's not something that uh you want to do but uh what you're you're promoting is good meals that you both can eat right. Well, that's true. Uh, However, half
13: of the book is, you know, uh, you can um, share with your dogs, and then the other half is just plain good dog food. Uh, So you can do both.
7: Uh, What
1: scene would you suggest sharing with your dogs? At the table? No. Okay. <laughs> no. See. Oh, see. I like her now. She's smart. You're not smart Absolutely now. She's not. smart.
13: Absolutely not. But Here's here's the the uh, deal. You know, you can sometimes you just don't have time to have dog food made up, or you, you haven't gone and bought any. So what would be good for you and your dog? Uh, you could just. And it's very, These recipes are so simple and really easy to do. You don't have to feel guilty about giving them your food. Um, or actually you eating their food. Mm-hmm. No, they need to eat at their own place, and you need to eat at yours. I always feed mine before I eat.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah. really? This, this, dude, yeah, you know, she's no, smart, Hal. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, I thought you were supposed to feed them after first. you eat. Yeah. Isn't that an alpha thing, Alan? I, I do that, but you know what? You don't have to. Like I said, to each his own, whatever works for you. Okay, well, I know Ladybug is the alpha anyway. I've admitted that. So, she,
13: she... <laughs> well, my dogs are pretty alpha as well. However, if I feed them before we eat, then I put them on the sofa and uh, they just stay there.
1: Oh, that's good. Now these uh, these recipes are gluten free, free of corn, and I know Alan, you love that because you you hate yes. corn. Uh,
3: I think corn is bad. Yes, you think yeah, so? Do
1: I? You think it's ta- you think it's the reason for cancer.
3: Um well, I'm, not a, I'm not a scientist or anything. Just, I think that's obvious.
9: <laughs> what are some of the, the recipes? What are some of the kind of things that we can eat with our dog?
13: Well, I've got, in the book, I've got a whole list of all the kind of good vegetables that you can have. Um, there's, um, you can, I always have organic, at least organic. You know, uh, if it's locally grown, it's even better. Uh, But you want as much nutrition as as possible. But, you know, there's all different kinds of things that you can have. You can have uh, acorn squash, butternut squash, uh, spinach, uh, even romaine lettuce. Now, on those kinds of things, though, I I like it raw, but I puree them because their little digestive systems are really short. So you need to puree. And also, when you want to start doing this, do it like a little spoonful at a time. You Mm -hmm. don't want to just say, here, here's a great big bowl of veggies.
3: Yeah, unless you're looking for a reason for new carpeting anyway.
13: Well, you know, I did that. As a matter of fact, I had to uh, pull up all my carpeting and put down um, wood floors when I first got my little rescues because mm-hmm. they were on um, uh, kibbles, and I didn't know any better at the time, and uh, they were in, in pretty bad shape. So I started them um, on really good food, and I did it too fast.
1: I see some of the foods that we shouldn't be feeding our animals or our dogs include uh, avocados. That's correct. Now, why is that?
13: Well, you know, everything I've read is that it is just um, poisonous to them. Now, as Mm -hmm. far as I know, I don't know exactly what happens to them, but you just don't want it builds up fluid, you know, in their lungs. Is what I've read, but I don't. I don't know. Is, uh, is Dr. Debbie there? Yes, she is.
9: Yeah, yeah. And actually the only species that avocado is truly toxic is birds. Um, as far as it is a high fat type food, so it's not something we'd want to use in high amounts, but birds are the one that actually can have a very toxic exposure with that.
3: Mm. What about top ramen? How's that?
9: <laughs> <laughs> Keeps college students going, man. <laughs>
13: I don't know about that. I, I really wouldn't eat it, so I really wouldn't feed it to my dogs either, sure. I don't think.
9: I, I I agree with you on now, that I,
13: one. I see the
4: spaghetti and meatballs. That's one of my favorite meals. I love my spaghetti. Is this meatball made with just ground hamburger meat?
13: Yes. Well actually really? it's not just plain hamburger meat, it's grass fed. And uh uh-huh. it's uh it's ninety percent uh fat. I mean I'm sorry, fat free. Uh-huh.
7: Fat free, yeah.
13: Yeah, fat free. So it's um it's got a lot of other good things in it, too. I also use, I do use a um, gluten-free bread that I really like that is uh, this b- binding to it along with eggs. So it's, it's really good. I use a, also a brown rice pasta. Oh, yeah. And what I've found is if you cook your brown rice or your pasta a little bit longer for them, it's much, much better. It's easier for them to digest it.
4: What, what about turkey meatballs? Is turkey good?
13: Turkey's good. Yeah,
3: White meat, white meat. Mm.
13: Yeah, well, well, dark meat, too. I don't understand why they can't have dark meat. Uh, You just don't want to make sure that they don't have a lot of grease in there, a lot of oil and fat.
1: Well, you know what a lot of people do is they give them the portions that they will not eat themselves because it has too much fat, and that's the worst thing you can do.
13: Yeah. Oh absolutely, I agree. a hundred percent. you just don't want to do that.
1: Here's where I'm yeah. scratching my head is potatoes because i actually I'll give ladybug some potatoes from my plate. Uh, I understand that some of her food actually includes potatoes in it. What is the uh, the lowdown on potatoes?
13: well, most potato- if you don't give them a lot of potatoes it's more it's fine, but if they have some heart issues. Uh, You know, it could cause tremors or seizures or even uh, heart palpitations, especially if it's got, uh, you know, if it's turned green before you cook it. So, and a lot of people actually, they've told me that they even give their dogs uh, raw potatoes. I I wouldn't do that either.
1: Wow. Didn't you say it was the eyes sometimes of the potatoes and the little things that uh, grow on the potatoes that are? Toxic.
9: Exactly, yeah. So it's if those little sprouts come up and grow, those actually can be toxic, and they do have a toxic component in it. So, yeah, you want to cut off those green parts. And definitely, I would, you know, I like the, the standard that if you wouldn't eat it, you shouldn't feed it to your pet.
13: Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, actually, it's it's a form of, of uh, natural pesticide.
9: Oh,
1: wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, the book looks great. I mean, uh, it, it is not only just have full of great recipes, but it's a good looking book. Uh, just a fun book that I have in the kitchen, and every night I pull out a different recipe from it. I'd like to go ahead and give away 10 copies right now. Nine. Nine copies? Nine yes. copy. Oh, okay. 1866. Is that the one that I use in my kitchen? Yes. Okay, 1866 405 8405 to pick up on this. If you're not lucky enough to get through, it's on St. Martin's Press. It's called The Doggone Good Cookbook by Certified Nutritionist gail pruitt and we appreciate oh. your time today yes i'm sorry Wait, before
3: gail goes would she like to sing your new hit record how guppy love
1: and they <laughs> call <it laughs> guppy love oh you guys i'm hungry i'm going over to gail's for dinner
13: you really should and y'all are all invited thanks gail uh-huh take care bye
7: bye. we'll head back to the phones next <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
15: Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening
1: to Animal Radio. Let's see. I think we have Rick on the phone. Hey, Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on in your world?
15: Well, I have a schnoodle. Um, He's about a year and a half, two years old. Um, Very rambunctious, but he you know he loves walks and to play and all that but he does not like a car he'll uh get real shaky um like riding in a car he starts panting uh salivating and then eventually he'll throw up
9: all right well and that's that's definitely a hard thing are you out traveling right now with him
15: no 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 he's at home okay. i'm i'm a truck driver i'm actually uh in island park idaho
9: Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the trick with dogs that have problems in the car travel, there, there's two components to it. There's there's actually what's more of a phobia, uh, which causes them to be fearful, trembling, shaking, drooling. And then there's the dogs that have true motion sickness. Now, a dog with true motion sickness doesn't have to go through those other symptoms. And, in fact, a dog with motion sickness, it's really just when they get on those windy turns that they'll start to get nauseated and vomit. Um, However, a dog that has motion sickness can build up those phobias because they know what's going to come. So you can get an overlap of two problems here. So we have to address it that way. The first part, if we've got time and opportunity before car travel, the best thing we can do is condition a dog to the car. And that can be a very labor-intensive process where we gradually train them to being near a car being in the car, being in the car gradually that goes down the back of the driveway, and then eventually working up to going around the blocks. Now, every dog is different, and you can't push them. So we may spend you know, a week or two just getting them to do basic obedience, sitting right next to the car before we actually enter it. If we notice any fearful behaviors, ears are down and back, tail is low, slinking, looking around, licking the lips, then we're pushing them too far, and we don't want to take that next step and put them in the car and drive them around because we're not accomplishing anything. We're setting ourselves further back. So gradually we build up to this. We practice this with treats, rewards. And then eventually we build up to those smaller bits of time getting around the car, driving the car, um, that we can hopefully build them up to positive experiences. So that's the the hard and the long way to correct these type of things when we've got anxiety. Some of the short-term things that we do, there's a lot of different things. So some dogs, if we really feel that they have motion sickness, I may use a drug like Dramamine. Or there's another one that's uh, approved for dogs called Serenia, which um, helps to decrease their uh, motion sickness and truly in an a motion sickness type problem. Won't do anything for that anxiety, so we gotta work on that too. Um, so I may add in some things like the thunder shirt, which can be a calming effect, um, as well as things like dog pheromones. Those help to kind of relax them in a natural way. Those could be in collars, sprays, things like that. So those are some other ways that we can help make training a little bit easier or just even that car travel that you have to do all of a sudden. And uh, I guess the other thing that I should mention is that when we are traveling with dogs in a car, we don't want them to run helter-skelter all around the, r- of the car because th- that can actually be very upsetting. It helps to feed their anxiety. when The more they can run from window-window to and drool and lick the, the, the glass, um, it, it really makes them very uh, much nervous. So uh, seatbelts or dog crates are a great way to keep them confined, and that will help decrease some of that motion sickness that they'll have. Um, and then the final thing, hey, I've even tried ginger snaps. Um, just like people, dogs can respond to the, the beneficial effects of ginger for motion sickness. So, um, a couple ginger snaps or a little bit of some crystallized ginger can be very helpful about a 30 minutes to 45 minutes before you travel.
1: Thanks for your call, Rick. 1-866-405-8405. That's toll free to any one of our dream team here at Animal Radio.
7: It's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. I uh, want to talk to you about uh, recently uh, down at uh, the local pet store, and I saw the signs. A uh, guy came in looking for a sign. To convey to people visiting his house that he had a large dog, he want, he didn't want be, "beware of dog." He wanted something that said along the lines of "beware of large dog." And he was surprised that he couldn't find it. Uh, I mean, maybe they exist, you know. Maybe they don't. Uh, and of course, the person helping him at the store they didn't have any clue if they existed or not. For him, he was just—I I overheard him saying, "You know, my dog's a sweetheart, but he's he's a large dog," and I would just want people stopping by to know. You may be terrified as this huge dog comes lumbering at you, but basically you're just going to get a bath in spit and a whole lot of love. And he was surprised that these signs didn't exist or that he couldn't find one at this store, or whatever. My thought is, uh, if they don't exist, I mean, let's run the gamut. Beware of leg humping dog. Beware of dog who will like the taste of your blood. Beware of wife who's going to scare the hell out of you as she reprimands the dog for running towards you and or barking. There's a variety of signs to be made. This is yet again your party animal coming at you and missing an opportunity to patent something, to copyright something, and make money. Beware of dog that will eat your pocketbook and belch loudly afterwards. Beware of dog that will accidentally urinate on you. In parentheses, maybe not accidentally. <laughs> Vinny Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Okay, one eight six six four zero five
1: eight four zero five. 866 405 8405 Hal Abrams with you. Everybody's wingman. Of course, we have Alan Cable, the zen-like Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator Joey Turner all here for your beck and call. Yeah. Joey's letting magic happen. Good,
16: good. I can, I can, uh Sometimes, sometimes you uh, just shouldn't... Need... a
1: little magic. Well, no, that's, that's my job. I sit back and let the magic happen. You guys are the magic. Watch me pull a Joey out of my hat.
16: As long as you ain't pulling me out anywhere else, I'll be fine with that.
3: <laughs> Joey, I see people every day. I'm like, you know, it's it's almost like you can't say anything or let it affect you because most of the dog owners are lunatics.
16: You know, you know, I gotta tell you the difference, and this is a big difference. The difference is the West Coast, East Coast, and I'm still, I have that East Coast mentality, and I don't realize it out here that, um, it's completely different. In the East Coast, um, we, we very much say it how it is, and, um, whether take it or leave it, you know, you can stick it if you don't, if you don't like it, and that's basically the mentality, at least in the New York, New
3: Jersey area. Don't Um, be too hard on yourself. It took me 10 years to get rid of that.
16: Oh, that's right. You, that's right. You were from, you were, you were well, from Jersey, weren't you? My yeah.
3: whole, my whole family, Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. And let me tell you what, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I'm used to saying whatever's on my mind. And that does not work anywhere else but New York. <laughs> you know, in New York, I mean, people are cussing at each other and, and you think they hate each other. And then all of a sudden somebody looks at their watch and goes, Hey, who's paying lunch? Who's buying lunch? And they, and, and it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. People don't understand that mentality is unique.
16: But you ever notice that the pets are, are, are Follow that rule of thumb. I mean, I noticed that, and I've said this before on the show. When we had the school in New Jersey, we had the school in Kentucky. It was so... Unbelievable how the dogs in New Jersey acted like the people in New Jersey, and the dogs in Kentucky acted like the people in Kentucky, and oh, it was mean, funny the, uh... because you couldn't. We used to sometimes take some of the students and put them in, 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 you know, from New Jersey school to Kentucky school, from Kentucky school to New Jersey school. Well, we found it didn't work well bringing the people from Kentucky into New Jersey. They could not handle the
3: environment. So, so in you're school saying you're, I ran, uh, and, you're saying the dogs in Kentucky actually walked backwards? Yes, they yes they walked walk backwards. Yes. You
16: know what? I'm I'm not going to say that people from Kentucky. Okay, that was the trainer, Alan Cable, not the groomer. I just want everyone to know that the dogs were much quieter in in in, in their kennels, where the dogs in New Jersey were out of control, barking hey, I, and screaming.
3: I'll say I'll say this: Kentucky is gorgeous, but I was in Bowling Green, and when I was there, there was uh there was like no freeway. And I was being taken somewhere for an interview. It was rush hour. We went through 17 traffic lights, and there was a traffic accident at every single one of them. <laughs> oh, the, the
1: phones are lighting okay. up. And Sounds like Virginia.
4: Feeling... <laughs> we moved to Virginia, and it's my God, I've never seen so many okay. accidents every couple blocks. I'd
1: stop bashing the country here. We need all I'm the whiskers like, we can get. There's only three colors, people. Come on. I don't know if any of you have had a chance to fly through DIA or Denver International Airport. It's a pretty major hub.
4: I've been through there a few times.
1: If you park your car there, Uh look out. There's big trouble going on there. Apparently, because it's located out in the prairie, there's a lot of rabbits And now people are parking their cars, taking their flights, and coming back and finding that their ignition cables and other cables in their car have been chewed up.
4: Oh, no. And, of
1: course, as soon as you get the ticket, uh, when you go into for the parking, there's a little disclaimer on the back of the ticket that says (laughs) we're not responsible for that. Uh, But several thousand uh, cars have uh, had their ignition cables uh, and other cables destroyed by the rabbits out there. And I don't know what kind of... What they're going to do I got about a good that idea. problem. Wow. Yes, what's your solution? We'll take
16: the cats from New Zealand, and we'll put them in the airport. There Denver. you go. You know? Problem solved. solved. There two you pro- go. Two problems.
3: Yeah. What happens if you take a rabbit and put it in the middle of a pretty guppy on one side, <laughs> and then an ugly guppy on the other? The wingman guppy, yes. What will happen? <laughs> Well, it'd be a lot of multiplying.
4: Wait a minute, is the rabbit pretty or ugly?
3: <laughs> Who knows? I never seen an ugly rabbit. Uh, looks like a job for Elmer Fudd out there at the airport. Be very, very quiet. Be very quiet.
16: Do you know, if you, do you realize how stressful that would be? Especially if you are on a long flight, okay? And then all of a sudden you land and you're getting ready to come back to your car and go uh-huh. home, and you can't start it because a rabbit chewed the ignition cable. I, I mean, I, I don't. I'd be out of my mind.
3: Why? Why?
1: Does is the rabbit chew the cat? I mean, why do they even oh, do it? Good question, very good question, and I have the answer. And I know this is kind of let's ring the bells and everything. Hal actually has an answer. Uh, many of the materials used for coating the ignition cables are soy-based, and the rabbits oh. find that quite tasty. There you go. Huh. Oh. She meat. There you go. That's all we have time for today. Thanks uh, for listening. Remember, you can check us out online at AnimalRadio.com, on Facebook at Animal Radio. Tweet us at Animal Radio. And, uh, of course, the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, your iPhone, or your Android. You can actually ask your questions from the app as well as listen to uh, some of the past shows. And be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, and How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. We'll see you next week for more animal radio right here on this fine station.
3: Bye. Bye bye. I Have love a- you, Hallowicious. I love you. Bye <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> bye. And they call boy. it guppy 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 love. Love.
1: Oh boy.
0: is Animal
17: Animal. Art Radio (laughs) Network.
14: Network.